Let's pick up the prophetic word that uh, Phil brought us because I really recognize and see this as God confirming his word. A new time, a new season, a new lens, a new sound. And that's kind of what I want to talk to us about today, okay? Now, it struck me, oh, by the way, it's important that you understand this, everybody understand this. This that I'm going to share with you, I, was, I got it prepared about three or four weeks ago, all right? So what I've done, and I'm going to stick with pretty much what I put down, whatever has happened in the meantime, or whatever I might have heard, or whatever conversations... That's all irrelevant as far as what I've said. This is three or four weeks ago that I felt that God gave me this to share with you. The other thing is this. Two weeks ago, we talked about the wise man built his house upon the rock. Do you remember? You liked that, didn't you? You liked that song. Yeah, you, a lot of you joined in that, yeah. Yeah. Um, But the key thing of that was remembering to do. It wasn't just a kind of factual exercise. It was to actually do. The whole point of the story is that the person who remembered and did what God said built his house upon the rock and the person that just forgot it uh, built his house upon sand and issues came and that was the end of it. So that that was it. So it was really about remembering Weirdly, and I didn't do this, honestly, I did not do this. Today I want to talk to you about forgetting. It's variety, yeah. So let's turn, first of all, please, to um, Philippines, chapter 3. Let's read a few verses together. So we set that in context. And then I'll explain what we're actually looking at. I think we'll just read, um, let's just read, it's difficult to break in on this, but Philippians chapter 3 verse 12, not that I have, this is Paul writing to the Philippians, not that I have already obtained all this, he's talking about this depth of relationship, the reality of relationship with Jesus. Not that I've already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, because remember, we're going on to perfection. The other word the Bible uses, or the the correct translation is maturity. We're going on to that. But he says this, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. That's a good thought right there. Christ took hold of me. You know, It's a wonderful thing when we come to think it's not about uh, what we were or what we've done, but Christ came to us and revealed himself to us, drew us into his family. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. 
Now, I'm not going to try and unpack all of that, but I want you to get the, the, the gist of it. What on earth does he mean when he talks about uh, forgetting what is behind? When we've talked about the importance of remembering who God is and what he said. All right. It's, of course, um, Daniel was referring to this earlier on, so key that we look back with a sense of thankfulness. I was just struck again as we were praying before the meeting, uh, the multitude things that we can be thankful to God for. And God has spoken to us about the releasing power of the spirit of thankfulness. Remember uh, when we were talking about um, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know it's all these things happening and life is tough and things have not worked out right and uh, I'm in a really sad situation. Uh, and, uh, and then the first person I had do this, so I told you, was Jamie. And he came and said, so what are you thanking God for today? It was a real punch-on-the-nose moment, you know, for me to him. Because... <laughs> I was not in that frame. I was, I needed somebody to sympathise with me and say, "Oh yes, you've had a, it's a terrible time, and 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 you you just need God to help you." A poor, poor, and just pat me on the head. And of course, the key of thankfulness, it turns us from self to God which opens up the very stream of what God intends to put into us at any given time. So we're not forgetting to be thankful. What he's really talking about here is not resting on anything else other than what Christ has done. He's not resting on... I mean, he said... uh, Where is it? It's uh, verse 7, I think. Yeah, well, from verse 5. If anyone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, this is him talking about who he was and what he'd done and how good he was. He said, I have, I have um, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. I mean, he could go back and look at all of that, and then I was realizing, having come to Christ, that that stuff, that just needed to be forgotten. That counted for nothing at all. And sometimes people say, yes, well, I've been very good. I've not been as bad as others, and I've tried to do... Or people say I've been religious, and, um, which, of course, is a total waste of time because that's about getting to God, and God came to us in Jesus, so we're completely going against God in that. In, to- in the totality of religion, I'm talking about, every single aspect of it. But this is where he's saying, you know what? I'm forgetting that. I'm not presenting anything of me, anything of what I've done, anything of how good I think I've been, any religion that I've followed. I'm choosing to forget that. Forgetting those things which are behind. But it goes beyond that. This is somebody that God has already used. And he's saying, I'm forgetting even the things 
that I would put, well, God used me in this and God helped me in that and uh, God enabled me to do that. He's setting all that aside because he's focusing on one thing. And he goes on to say, oh, that I might know him. He's pressing on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me, which was basically pressing on to become more like him, to have a greater encounter, to have more of him in his life. Everything else counted for nothing compared with that. Our own effort, even our religious effort, even things that we might say, or this world around us might say, oh, that's good. Put aside. New every morning are his mercies. This world's commendation cannot be our standard. When I was thinking about this, my mind went back, and we'd been uh, talking a bit about Bible weeks and things like that. My mind went back to one of the one of the early times in Dale's Bible Week that many of you won't know about, but it was, it was quite a, a move of God uh, back in the 70s. Uh, and it was a time uh, when these, these great gatherings were established and, and God really manifested himself. And the apostle that was over that, Bryn Jones, um, somebody that we were closely involved with, and I was working in... in in all the support team. And it must have been towards the end of, a, of one of the big meetings. And he was, he was not on the platform, he was at the back, and he was actually taking some pictures. And it was, it was a, I mean, obviously been an outstanding time, the manifestation of God's presence, angels and worship and singing in spirit in ways which you'd never experienced before. I said to him, wow, Bryn, you, you must be really pleased, you must be really excited. He said, yes, but my focus is on what's next. My focus is on where we're going. I'm now looking to where we go from here. And I thought, hmm, that's, you know, that must be, I don't know, how many years ago, maybe 40 years or more ago, I can't remember. But I remember that. Remember... You know, we can't get caught up with the things that have gone. We're thankful, we recognize, we grow from it, but we don't live in it. We're pressing on towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, not just resting and looking back. So how do we press on? Let's just have a quick look at that. Um, Verse 12 that we just read, uh, recognizing we've not already obtained that there's more for us anybody agree with that there's more of God for us good just me and Richard let's press on together bro don't worry about the rest of them me and you yeah no one minute that doesn't sound quite right does it let me try asking it again anybody think there's more than what we've already had yeah Yeah, of course you do you're just a little bit shy at responding weren't you but sometimes the first one in is the one who gets it. Mm. Ah. That's, that's Richard Griffin for you. Mm. So press on. Well, we've already said we have to not live in the past. 
even though we are thankful for it. But wait a minute, pressing on to take hold, that seems to kind of take, I mean, pressing on, that, that, that feels like effort, isn't it? Pressing on, not just sort of wandering on, you know? It's kind of pressing on. If Daniel wasn't so busy, I could use him, but <laughs> pressing on. You know, I'm going to get... You think, wait a minute, this don't seem right. Oh, but hang on a minute. God hasn't made us kind of like automatons that just... We have the choice to actually engage and to go with him. We can cooperate. And sometimes cooperating... Uh, didn't we just hear about that from Beck? I don't know how many times she got knocked back on the writing thing and then on the job thing. But there was something about pressing on, something about believing that God had something more and that there was something more for her and she was willing to engage and cooperate. See, pressing on is not sitting and waiting for... I'm just waiting for God to do it. Yes, we are totally dependent upon him, but he gives us the opportunity to cooperate with him. And they are things we're going to be looking at in coming days. Recognizing then, how do we press on? We forget, don't live in the past. We recognize that we've not arrived. We recognize that there is more of his love and more of his presence in all the things. And I'm just going to mention some of them. There is one thing that he's saying to us. And God doesn't say something unless he intends to facilitate it. And the thing that he's saying to us, which started way back and it was brought to us quite strongly uh, to the leaders by Mike Stevens at the beginning of the year, the issue of what we call intimacy, the closeness of his presence, knowing more of him, knowing more of the reality of his presence. This is not about knowing more Bible. This is not about attending more meetings. All of those things may help. It's not about praying more. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. But it's about actually knowing his presence, having that experience, settling for nothing less than the manifestation of his presence. Wow. Of course. And we taste it. We come together and we worship. We hear testimonies like we've heard today. We sing songs of declaration. We taste something of his presence. But doesn't it, doesn't it create a desire for something more? Once you've tasted, I mean, this, is, this ought to be addictive. Yeah? This, is, this is an addiction that you want to get in. The, the tasting of something more that actually enables us to engage in loving him more. And that's what he's saying to us at this time. Beyond anything else, and beyond all the things that are happening, which we'll allude to in a bit, is his presence. This is what pressing on is about. Forgetting. So it's, it's, it's moving out of the mind. It's, it's, it has the, the concept of superimposing. When you go back into the original, superimposing something over and above what we have in terms of memories. Of course, the thankfulness, remembering all his goodness, but not spending life looking back. Hmm. That's why 
We can't focus on fixing other people's wrong. But rather to do what is right. There's a lot we could do to try and fix other people's wrong. But actually focusing on doing what's right. You know, what God describes in his word is love, patient, generous, kind, humble. Love never gives up. Did I, have I forgotten some? Just a, just a description of what he means. See, focusing on what's right will include these things. Love, love is patient, generous, kind, humble, and never gives up. It gives time to, to listen to people. And as we listen to people, and as we allow God to fill our hearts with love and compassion, as we catch God's heart feeling for the person that we're listening to, whatever their situation, whatever their difficulty, whatever their mess, we catch God's heart. This is the supernatural. This is not kind of mind over matter. This is not a kind of psychological thing. This is walking with God. We catch his heart. We show people Jesus by the way we listen and respond and love. You know, that interaction could possibly be all they ever see of Jesus. That interaction, that moment, that love, that care, that patience, that interest, that listening could be a key thing. Maybe they've never seen or heard anything like that. So I'm not talking really meetings, I'm not talking actions, but I'm saying there's, <clears throat> there's no limits. I've referred recently to the story of, um, that Jesus gave the parable of the Good Samaritan, which he was using this story to describe what he actually meant to somebody who was asking when he talked about loving your neighbour actually showing love. And it struck me all over again. The extent to which uh, this Samaritan went, who wasn't the sort of person, as the story goes, who you'd expect to respond in a positive way. He puts him on his own donkey, which means he walks beside it. He gives the innkeeper two days' wages and says, you know what, if it costs more, I'll pay it when I come through on the way back. It's quite a bit of money. See, God empowers a people, his people, with his love. We, we underestimate the powerful effect that we can be if we walk in him and we don't rest on what's the past but we're looking to what's going to happen in the future in God and how God might manifest himself through us even as we come 
closer to him. It does mean <clears throat> that we have to recognize, <clears throat> excuse me, the warning that he went on. Talked about the danger of people whose mind is on earthly things. And it's very easy <clears throat> to get our mind on earthly things. But we have to remember that our, our citizenship is in heaven. Do you remember a little while ago when the World Cup was on? There were people in this country, resident here, from other countries. And when their team was playing, they weren't shouting for England. They were shouting for the country which they came from. Did you meet anybody like that? You hear anybody like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. <clears throat> because they recognised where, where their birth was. And as citizens of heaven, we are here, but we're not bound to be just simply here as people in this community, but people of God in a kingdom community. So we're looking at what he's got for us in coming days. Not to our achievement of the past. Vision is a picture of a preferable future. And I think in these days, particularly at this time, it's significant that we, we're willing to, to look and to dream and to see what's happening. Now I want to talk a few of those things. And I want to remind you, again, that these things all came to me, I think it was about four weeks ago, and I'm sitting there writing some notes, uh, preparing for what I'm talking about today. I'm looking at the scripture, and... <laughs> can, we, can we sing along? <laughs> I'm looking at the scripture, and then... Bless my soul. I'm kind of minding my own business, having quite a reasonable time, and God started to speak. And I want to share with you some of the things that he said. Now, there's some personal things, and I'm still going to share whether the person is here or not, because they'll get it on the recording. We'll come to that in a minute. We're conscious that we're embarking on a building program. We're going to talk a lot more about that. But here's the key thing. We don't need no building to do what we're currently doing. I know it gets a bit full in here, but we could run two meetings. We don't need buildings to do what we're doing. We need buildings to do what God is going to give us to do in the future. We're looking. We have a preferable future. We're looking to what God is saying and doing. And we don't know yet the fullness of all the different things because almost as quick as you can look and focus on one thing, there's something else popping up. Somebody else is getting a, an understanding and a vision of something that God wants us to do. You know I wish I had a greater ability to 
grasp and contain and remember the different things that are happening. Uh, I, I'm, I try writing them down, but quite a lot obviously comes to me. I'm looking at this, the emergence of children amongst us and of young people and of others that are emerging into leadership. And it's all about becoming more like him, loving and serving and caring. So to help me, I made a note of a few things. I'm not going to go into detail now. We may cover some things like Daniel said on on, uh, Tuesday. We will pray into some of these things. But right now, this is, this is just kind of to give you a flavour of what's happening because we're not just looking at the past and we're very, very thankful of some of the things that constantly flow in of thankfulness of what God's done. But we're looking at what he's doing, looking at a refreshed approach on the foundation course. We're looking at how we could better do doulos. There's a new programme and structure already planned for the youth. There's new plans and ideas developing for the children. Then there's all the things that are happening in the community outreaches, in the hub and the coffee shop, and faith action, and the nurseries and the school. But let me try and give you a little bit of detail. Uh, I won't go into too much, but I've made a note of a few things. Do you notice how many new people are amongst us? How many people have become Christians in this past few months? And we are absolutely delighted, aren't we? Praise God. There's something about new birth. It's very special to God. And therefore, understandably, it's special to us. And people being joined to us. We haven't really counted up. We're not very good at counting, but the number... Wonderful. People coming in, sometimes through connections through the hub or coffee shop or all sorts of ways. To the point then that we've got now more requests for Alpha. Foundation course will have to start again. What about some of the things of influence? Just this week, We've had not only what Daniel was talking about with our involvement with the NHS um, and what he was saying. He's not, uh, Rody going to say something to us on Tuesday about that. Daniel won't be there because, as he mentioned very quickly, he's meeting with this group of MPs, Christian MPs, different groups and background. But he's built this relationship over a period of time and it will be one of the things that God is giving us to influence, they're talking about uh, Britain post Brexit. I'm looking forward to that because I'm pretty fed up with hearing about Brexit one way or another. So, <laughs> post Brexit. But in addition to that, we've had an approach from government this week to talk about what we have learned about connecting people that are lonely. See, what's happening is this is that what we've worked and practiced these many years, both amongst ourselves and in the community, 
is now, in this season, in this time, beginning to be recognised across a much broader front. Whether it's from the, the Faith Action and the uh, NHS, or whether it's from other branches of government, or whether it's local authority. See, guys, what's the big deal? The big deal is this. This is what God said should happen. This is what God has reiterated. What I'm mentioning now is this is a time when it seems that we're moving in to this whole new season. So when God speaks this morning uh, the prophetic word through Phil and talks about a new lens and a new season, you can understand my, my ears are really tuned in because I'm sensing that this is something that God is bringing us into. Yes, we thank God for all that's gone on, but we cannot look just in the past. Yes, we have, by the leading and direction of God, tended to, to, to plough our own course, our own furrow. We've also been able to drink and will continue to do so at many streams, and we're looking at the opportunities that God's given us to, and seek to follow those. Um, we're also looking to see how we connect with others to share, because again, this is what God said, to share the things that we have learned for those who want to receive and learn, and we're finding a steady stream of people in that realm. Hmm. I absolutely believe that drama's going to be a big thing as well. Look at some of these connections. Um, I don't know if I can give all the names, but key people... In the community, I meant to check up if I'm allowed to say these things because sometimes I'm told things and they're just for me. But, so I'll have to just change it a little bit. Actually approaching us again about um, developing community in a major project in our, in our borough, about how we can change just from putting houses up in another place to actually developing community. Then I don't know if you're aware, but... God has blessed us, I mean, not for us, but for this borough, we've brought in, in funding, over half a million pounds in the last little while. Now, I wish it was for us, but it's for what God's giving us to do uh, in blessing this borough, in loving where we live, in actually building and demonstrating God in this place. And that's in addition, of course, to the funding that we get uh, for faith action and uh, the overseas stuff that we've done over a period of time. Oh, so many of these things. Hmm. What about this? Uh, Anne Smith did an absolutely fantastic report to children in need. They've invited us to apply again. Hmm. You see, God can make a way. We don't have contracts. We don't have all the work we had in LCP. But we've got other things because we've got God and God's way. And as Nathan has fulfilled the things that he's charged to do before God in making connection, he has an amazing... I can't go through the whole list now. But as well as presenting in uh, churches in community presenting in the borough on knife crime, um, connecting with the leader of the borough, 
and the chief executive and a whole host of uh, different opportunities with the local authority, big lottery, um, different people in influence and authority. What does it mean? Actually, we don't give a fig. We don't care. What it means is, this is part of what God is giving us as we reach into this next season of expansion and development in the fulfilling of his word. And that is something I think that we need to be excited about. So here I am. I'm quite enjoying this looking at Philippians. I kind of like Philippians anyway. Feeling that God is saying something to us. You, did you listen to what I was saying? Yeah. I might test you afterwards. Feeling that God is really giving us a new sense of expectation and purpose for these coming days. And all of a sudden, something happened. I felt God say, write this down. And I hear, rise up, children of God. This is a new time, a new season. This is the next harvest that I'm going to talk to you about. Julie Webster, you're cumbered with many cares. I'm going to sweep them away. Hilton's. Sons become fathers. Novembers, there's a new season beyond which you're seeing at the present time. Vic Morgan, Anna Page, Kim Blythe, take the NHS by storm. Gordon, I woke you up for such a time as this. Matt Stamford, You've been a faithful servant, but you have not seen the half yet. I see a convergence of pathways and gifts here in the body. One shall serve another. Different ones bring in different skills and the two achieving more than twice as much as one. I see those with particular heart for evangelism And the word was seek new strategies and approaches. Simon Walker, Fernando, Fatima, Brandon, listen and hear new strategies, new approaches. Chris Ward, seek me. I have something more for you. I have an addition for you and I will give it to you. Youth, rise up, rise up. There are new models. Drama. Come on, come on. See what I have put in your hand. For I'm raising the temperature, increasing the pace, opening doors, making a way. Who will walk in it? Who will say yes? I'm opening the doors of the nations to come. Practice language. New innovation to reach new people groups. I'm producing new shoots, but I'm already making, I'm already bringing ready-made transplants. 
Then I went back to Philippians 3. <laughs> Just like that. It says this. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. Leave that with you. We'll come together on Tuesday. We're praying to some things. But all of us that mature should take such a view of things. I've done what I felt God gave me to give to you. I don't really have any explanation for the words. I'm always willing to pray through with things as you wish. But that is, I believe, the word of the Lord to us at this time.